BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how to get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. Okay, winter is on the way, and if you listen to this show, you know there's only one product that I absolutely rely on when I get a sore throat or a scratchy throat, and that's the delicious Pine Brothers Softish Throat Drops. Now, it's the only throat drop that is ranked number one in throat coating action, number one. And I mean, you can literally feel it, that coating of your throat with their gum acacia, their plant glycerin, and of course, their delicious natural flavors. Now, they're amazing. My favorite is wild cherry and licorice. I also love the honey and licorice. Now, I've turned a lot of people onto Pine Brothers. You want to know the first three things that come out of their mouth? One, they're delicious. I can feel them coat my throat, and wow, they're soft, almost like a gummy bear. Yeah, I know they're soft. That's why they're called Pine Brothers Softish Throat Drops. Now, work with me, people. So this season, look, you're going to have some throat issues and do what I do to soothe my golden throat. I use Pine Brothers Throat Drops. You will love this product. It's worth every penny. You can find Pine Brothers at CBS, Select, Walmart, Target, ShopRite. Why? Because they are the best. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Man, it is good to be back on this show. So many people out here watching this show, so many fans, so many loyal people involved in the dialogue of that train that was started by Donald Trump last year and is continuing to move. And I got to tell you, it's an honor to be a part of that dialogue. I've been going around speaking to different different uh, GOP groups. Uh, around the country, and I'm going to talk in just a little bit about one of those groups that I spoke to last week. The thing that I'm that I'm really interested in now is getting this message that I'm going to talk about today on the show 
out to everybody in this country that's conservative so they keep up the dialogue. You see, people, we have to realize that, and I'm going to explain this to you, the reality of how the government is broken down and the reality of who the establishment should be in these political parties. And AI said parties because the people, there may be liberals. Rick Unger comes on the show a lot. He's liberal, but he's a realist. He's an effective thinker. They're being overran to where they can't even think effectively because of the far-left Marxist upper echelons of the Democratic Party and the political establishment that pretty much has sold their, sold their soul in any direction uh, just to make money and gain power. Now, those of you who don't know who I am, uh, I am a former Navy SEAL, Federal Air Marshal, security contractor, an FBI special agent. I've been out for about four years out of the FBI. And... Somehow worked my way over into uh, <laughs> into the media where it was a gift from God that I got a stage that allowed me uh, to get in touch with David Webb and Sean Hannity, Catherine Harridge. Catherine Harridge really, you know, I can thank her for getting me into this more than anybody and introduced me to Fox. Uh, David Webb introduced me to Sirius where I, I'm a uh, guest host now on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125. You may be listening to this show on that. And so I fill in for Will Cow and David Webb himself and Sean Hannity. I was a CNN contributor for a while. Yeah, I went to the dark side. I went over there to see if I could bring some truth. And ultimately, that's what got me pushed. I wouldn't say pushed off of that network. It was a mutual agreement <laughs> that I wouldn't continue there. Because you cannot, and this is the problem, People that have these extremist views, you cannot bring the truth to them. They're not, they don't want to hear it. And so here's what I talked about um, when I was speaking out in Tucson with the Green Valley Republican Club. Is that we have to realize, folks, that the way that politics has become and what is happening now in Washington, D.C., is not what the founding fathers Intended. They intended for us to be a republic of states, of unified states, powerful states, with with governments in each state that were powerful, and a federal government that was less powerful, and politicians that were not tyrannical, that didn't have absolute power. They knew what happened when politicians got absolute power. They corrupted absolutely. They get they get corrupted absolutely. When you give politicians all the money that they want, what do they do? They end up wanting more. That's the way it works. So what what has happened in Washington, D.C. is that the two political parties, the Republican and the Democratic Party, and you're seeing the Republicans now in CPAC. And, yes, I told this to a Republican group, and I'll tell it to anybody in the Republican Party. There are two companies, private companies, that run this entire government. This is not conspiracy theory. It's not some kind of thing to make you oh, get all shaken up and think, you know, like Alex Jones. There are two companies that run the entire government. While all these liberals are out there saying all this stuff and protesting, you know, Donald Trump because he's a billionaire or protesting all these different, you know, you have these earth liberation groups that go out and protest big industry. What they don't realize 
is that two private companies do, in fact, run the entire government. That's the Republican and the Democratic parties. They are private organizations. They are not government organizations at all. They own every seat of government from state and local to federal, every judge, every congressman, every senator, and every president that we've just about ever had. So what has this become? Well, it's become basically two different companies that have their own establishments. But these establishments, don't be fooled, these establishments milk across party lines. Even though I believe and I think that there's proof, and uh, we don't even have to say it's a conspiracy, that the left, the upper echelon of the left, and many people involved in the left, in the Democratic Party and the liberal side that protest and people that run that are Marxists. You can call them Marxist, communist, socialist if you want, but uh, it's it all leads back to the same thing, which is control. So what we have are establishments that control the political message, just like the media. The media is a part of this. But these establishments control all the goings on. You want a good example, even though she supported uh, Donald Trump in the election, the new head of the RNC is Mitt Romney's relative. So that should that should really make you stop and think for a second. Mitt Romney, who's obvi- obviously establishment, who did not like Donald Trump running for president, and now, I don't know if it's his niece or his cousin, but... She's she's took over for Reince Priebus. That should cause you pause because these establishment members own what goes on and what's being said and what the narrative is by and large. Establishment members can't necessarily be trusted because they will wane from one point to the other. The same people that are gathering at CPAC are a lot of the same people that are never Trumpers, or were never Trumpers, or who knows what their ideology, the real ideology is there that they want. Were they a never Trumper, or do they just not want somebody that is not a part of their establishment in there? I've been saying all along, I don't think it's about Trump at all. I think it's about the fact that these people didn't have somebody in there that was a part of their crew. Now, also at CPAC is another thing that you're going to see that's a part of this whole political uh, machine, and that is all these people that run these campaigns, the people, the advertisers, the people, the advisors, all these individuals that have deemed themselves the masters of campaigns and getting elected. That's the political machine. So you have the establishment, you have the machine, and each party, if you want a good example of that, look at Mary Matlin and uh, and James Carville, Two people who were married, she handled Bush, uh, uh, Bush's campaign, and he handled Clinton's campaign. If you don't, if you don't think that those two extremes uh, that they can't, that these people couldn't be married, and you don't think that it's possible, all you got to do is start understanding what the machines and the establishments really are. They're less ideological in most cases, and they are more business on both sides. So 
You have to understand this, folks. You have to have the truth. You have to have reality. You have to have a realistic view of what's going on so that you, the people, can start to maneuver and take over and take back your political parties. Wars are are created by individuals and leaders. They're fought by the masses. But I think it's time that the masses turn around and start taking back these political parties. Then we would know truly on the left what the ideology is, because I don't think a lot of these people realize what it is. Before we go to break, I just want to I want to clarify this. There's a difference, and these are harsh words that we use. I live in New York, so you hear these words a lot. There's a difference between dumb and stupid. Dumb is when you have a child or you have somebody who just doesn't know. They haven't been taught yet. They're dumb in that area. I'm not an attorney, so I'm dumb in the law. I'm an operator, so I'm educated in how to shoot, move, and communicate. That's dumb, right? And, and a lot of us, and that's what I'm trying to do with you today, is educate you in understanding exactly what is happening in politics from a 30,000-foot level. But stupid is where you are offered the truth and you deny it, or you don't want it because it's not, it doesn't fit your opinion. It's not that it doesn't fit facts. You're not interested in facts. You're interested in your opinion. That's what differentiates dumb and stupid. We can educate people who are dumb to the fact of what's going on in Washington, D.C., but you cannot fix stupid. A person who has resigned themselves to believe in an opinion and not fact cannot be fixed by you. Only the truth whittling away inside of them can fix them. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity. Those are my opening statements. I'm going to talk about a little bit more about that when I come back. You can find me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore seal and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. And don't forget, I host the experts every night at 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. We'll be right back. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep-healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. This is Jonathan Gillum, and yes, Sean Hannity does do Twitter, that's for sure. He's uh, he's known for his Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore seal and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. I do a show called The Experts every night at 9 p.m., more or less, sometimes a little later. You know, listen, I'll get paid for it, so i got to get on there and get my stuff ready when I can. So it's around 9 p.m. every night, and the great thing about that show, it's kind of like doing this show 
and watching my Twitter feed. There's when I do the Facebook live show, there is this constant feed of all these people that come there, amazing Americans that come there every night and they uh, are constantly uh, pushing forward the dialogue. It really does help guide the experience that I have in understanding how to teach people. And I can't thank all the people that show up there every night uh, for all they do. So follow me on Facebook and you can join in that dialogue. We would love to have you on there. Every now and then we get a couple trolls from the liberal left. but And I, I welcome people who are liberal to come on and partake in the dialogue. But it doesn't mean that you have to get in a nasty argument. So we get rid of those people pretty quick. But what's interesting about that is that I don't really know if Facebook realizes what they've created. It's going to be interesting because I feel like they do mess with my conservative message at times The the, the reach is kind of skewed sometimes, or the views get skewed. People tell me they're not getting notified. If that's what they're doing, ethically it's wrong, legally not. But if you're going to start something and allow people freedom of speech, then you need to allow it. The same thing with Twitter. I utilize Twitter. I think Twitter is a magnificent tool. But there are cases where I see people being screened because of their conservative message. I don't believe in that. And what it starts to allude to is collusion amongst the establishment on the liberal left, which we're going to talk about the Red-Green Alliance a little bit uh, here in just a minute. What I do want to do real quick, though, I want to go to some of your calls because I'm seeing some of the calls that are coming up here. It reminds me, again, of this when I host this show, The Expert, 9 p.m. every night on Facebook Live. The comments that are coming in on these uh, calls are amazing. And well, let's go to the first one. Let's go to Ross in uh, let's see where in Pennsylvania. So Ross, you said the monologue was uh, was on point. Tell me what you felt about that. Well, this is my first first time calling. I always listen to Sean Hannity, but I will now also listen to your show. You got it. Your your two definitions of the two corporations, the two biggest companies in the country, was spot on. I loved it. I'm going to use that if you don't mind use in my it. discussions with people. Listen, let me say, let me say, oh my god, let me say one thing real quick. I'm a vessel of truth, right? But that's all I yep. am. I'm I'm not all knowing. Whatever message I put out there, like I put, I made this meme about. Uh, Mika Brzezinski the other day was saying that, uh, you know, it's the press's job to tell everybody how to think. Her father actually said something similar to that several years ago. But I, I made a meme and put that out there, and it was um, it was repeated by uh, James Woods and got 4,000 repeats. I, that's what we need. We need. I yeah. need that dialogue spreading. Well, and first of all, I also want to say thank you for your service. You got it. And, uh, you know, it, it, you're, you're spot on. I mean, it couldn't have been any clearer. It's the sink. I loved it. Thank you. Well, you know what it is? I'm from the South. We, you know, we like to talk a lot, but we think simple. <laughs> yeah, but you say it like it is. Exactly. Now, if we can just get the right and left politicians to do their job instead of promoting themselves. Yeah. You know, and, and them making money on the working man. You know, I, I just I just love what you said. Thank you very much. And, Ross, be, be uh, safe out there in Pennsylvania. Let's go now to the total opposite of this. Let's go to Jerry in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, Jerry, you yeah, say how you doing? good. How you doing today? Good. So uh, you you're so, saying that? Hold on a second. I'm going to read what you what you have to say here. It says that you disagree. You disagree with me. Uh, you think that Trump is stupid. Uh, I don't think Trump is. I don't think Trump is stupid. I think he's extremely intelligent. I did 27 years in the Marine Corps. I was uh, for the whole 20 retired Marine Colonel. 
the entire 27 years I was with uh, recon units. And uh, then, went to, then went with the government afterwards. So we probably crossed paths somewhere in the Hall of Stars. But the and I agree with you 100 percent about the difference between stupid and and uh, and dumb. Mm-hmm. But where we where we part ways there is is thinking that Trump is going to lead us. He has an entire he is not a leader. Every leader that I bet you have ever had in the service that you admire and looked up to had credibility with you. You had confidence in them. And he had a track record. Mm -hmm. Trump has none of that. You look at what things that he is doing that hurts the military with the with the freeze. Um, First of all, I think he was a coward not to go in. And you listen to some of the things he said. He knows more about the military than the the generals or ISIS than the generals. His grandiose BS on there. He is not a leader. He is absolutely not a leader. Can he build a wall? Yeah, he could probably hire somebody to build a wall, but that's not the issue. The issue is that he has a proclivity to not tell the truth well, well, well documented. And you talk about the people that are being polarizing. Just today, he excluded, what, five or six, what he considered fake media, Mm -hmm. fake news people from being in the the Washington press uh, gathering today after CPAC. So here's here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna respond to you on that. Okay, I don't know you, I don't know your service, and I have to assume because you're calling in that you're telling me the truth about your service. Um, I don't know anybody else from the Marine Corps that was at your rank that would say what you just said. And now here's how I define a leader: a leader is somebody uh, that first off is aware of themselves and is aware of. Uh, their capabilities. It's somebody that uh, basically self-aware. It's somebody that is understanding of the job that they've been tasked with or the job that they want. It's somebody who, with the awareness and the understanding, are able to build trust within their own self of their own actions, and that, in turn, will build trust in other people. You have definitely seen that over the past year, with the election and within the past 30 days. Donald Trump trusts his actions. He's definitely aware of who he is. He definitely understands the job that he's doing now and that he wanted a year ago, and he trusts his actions. That's why he's confident in what he says. People have started to trust that as well. That's why he got elected. That's why we hold him accountable for doing the things that he campaigned on. But here's what really defines a leader is that once they have the awareness and the understanding and the trust, they then start to take initiative because they have motivation, right? The awareness and understanding and trust builds that motivation. He's definitely a motivated guy, and he definitely takes the initiative. He His work ethic is unbelievable. And so it's difficult to say if you take those five qualities of what makes up, I believe, what makes up a leader – and say that those don't apply to Donald Trump, you know, when somebody is in an environment for the first time and he's not a politician, it's difficult It's difficult for somebody to make all the steps correctly. But I can truly say the way he has maneuvered around uh, and got a, a small group of people to maneuver around the establishment and the liberal left, I, I have to say that he's a leader. Okay, I, I, I agree with the majority of what you said. 
Uh, the exception is I do not think that he is self-aware just by the grandiose of, of how how he can do seemingly anything and everything better than anybody. But, but here's the thing. Here, here, but, sure. but look, look, sir, I'll call you sir because I'm going to take your word for it. You know, and I was just lieutenant. So, you know, it, I hear that over and over again. But here's the fact. He does it. He does. Here's a guy who continuously achieves. And, yeah, when you're in politics, it's going to be rocky. But this is a guy who continues to achieve. Now, listen, I want you to know and everybody else out there, that's the way I see him. But I'm not looking at him as a celebrity. I'm looking at him as somebody that I expect to do the job. And if he doesn't, I have a platform. And I'll give that platform to people so that they can say that they're not agreeing with what he's doing. But I say we give him at least a year before we start calling him a failure. Listen, i got to run, though. Jerry, thank you very much for your service. And I tell everybody out in Norfolk that I said hello. I was stationed down there for uh, quite some time. And... We are going to, let's go ahead and uh, I think we're going to take a break now. You want, yeah, let's take one more call. Okay, let's go to, let me see what you got here. Some incredible stuff on here. Uh, let's go to Allison in Illinois. Go. Thank you for your service, number Thank one. You. you got it. Uh, number two, um, a lot of what you said about Congress and D.C., um, what do you truly make of Michael Moore, Michael Moore types, who have been saying the same thing for years. I don't even think Michael Moore ever truly wanted Obama, never really wanted Hillary himself, you know, complained about D.C. and Congress for years in much the same way you have. What do you truly think that man wants? Well, Michael Moore is a businessman, first of all, uh, and he is a, a far-left liberal. He has uh, – you got to understand what the liberal left is. They They believe in a dialect – uh, a dialectic, which is a philosophy uh, that all opposites should come together and synthesize into one. And that is never going to happen. Never. Even God in the Bible made split everybody up when they tried to build a, a tower to heaven and gave everybody different languages. You know, that's what they believe. And people like Michael Moore, they just profit off of that whole system. And ultimately, that's what communism leads to. That's what Marxism leads to fascism, socialism, it leads to control by the few. They make all the money, they make all the decisions, and they have all the power. And that's what happens when people turn all their freedom over to tyranny. And that's what Michael Moore is. He is a, a freedom vacuum. He'll just take it away from you if you gave in to what he preaches. Thank you. You got it, Allison. Be safe up there in Illinois. God bless you. You, gotta, you guys have a lot going on up in Illinois. This is John the Gillum filling in for... My good buddy, Sean Hannity, calling number is 800-941-7326. That's 800-941-7326. You can find me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore seal and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. And don't forget, every night, 9 p.m., you can find my show, The Experts, on Facebook Live. Join in the discussion. You, you, my friends, my great American friends, you all are the next establishment. We'll be right back. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in again for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Call-in number is 800-941-7326. And you can find me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore seal and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. I got to tell you, I'm getting a ton of tweets 
But I got to read one bad one. Or I guess it's bad. I don't really know. It's kind of funny, though. Uh, let's see. Jolene A.L. says, what the hell? Who is this dude, Jonathan? <laughs> well, I'll tell you who I am, Jolene. I'm a red-blooded, freedom-loving American male that has spent a life, a young career in my life. I'm 47. I like to think of myself as young. Uh, shooting, moving, and communicating and defending your freedom. And now I'm bringing you the truth. On the Sean Hannity radio show, that's who I am. Well, let's talk now to another truth speaker and all-American male is Jason Meister, good buddy of mine and a former Trump surrogate. I don't know if that it's like being in the CIA. I don't think you're ever a you, you never leave being a Trump surrogate. You're always a Trump surrogate. <laughs> and uh, he's a real estate entrepreneur here in Manhattan. Before we start talking, Jason, let's play that soundbite if we can one more time of what. Uh, and, and I got to thank Don Lemon for really defining what fake news is. Um, and it's interesting how somebody from CNN would be the ones who put out the right definition because it doesn't make them look good. But let's go ahead. Let's play that one more time. Fake news no, no, is when I'm you hang on. Let me explain story. to people out there watching and you what fake news is. Fake news is when you put out a story to intentionally deceive someone and you know that it is wrong. Right, I don't know of anyone who has put out a story in the, the mainstream media that I can think of that's right good. now. You can cut it. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, it doesn't have to be a fake story, a made-up story. It can just be information that is misleading or doesn't give the full picture and then is blown up into something that it's not. I mean, you've been around this. You've been a surrogate. You've been in the media. You've been around the Trumps. How do you see it? Let me tell you, Don Lemon, <laughs> let me tell you what fake news is. Fake news is when you demonstrate that more than a, more than a deep bias mm -hmm. against the president, but you show self-incriminating willingness to use baseless innuendo altogether divorced from the truth in a no-holds-barred effort to destroy the president, because that's what they're doing. The MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, every single newspaper in America is literally trying to, trying to destroy the president. That's, that's what's happening. And social media is what's putting it, on, putting it on its face for what it is, fake news. And here's the thing, you know, fake news is, you could, it's just, it's either void of the truth or void of enough truth to where it, as you put it, divorces itself um, from reality, basically. And right. what is so strange to me is how blatant it is. And you said something when we were when I was uh, you were in here when we went to break is that how great Twitter and even though they're liberal companies and Facebook and all these different I don't know what Instagram really is for to tell you the truth but it's allowing people to share their insight, not just their opinion, but a lot of times people see things and say, "Well, that's not right." And I think that's why people notice that man, 2 years ago CNN wasn't blasting the you know Barack Obama for mm -hmm. for doing crazy stuff, yet they blast Trump on a daily basis. It's clear bias. They it's don't even so hide it. clear. I mean, two days ago, the cover of the New York Times. I think it was two days ago. There was a cover article. Uh, Trump is deporting immigrants. No, he's not deporting immigrants. He's deporting illegal criminal Im immigrants. Okay, that's right. not immigrants. That's purposeful innuendo to take down the president and for what he's trying to do. Right. Protect it, America. And that, and, and that is right there. And the other thing they do is, is they talk about the prison system. I talked to Michael Cutler, who is uh, an immigration, former special agent with immigration. 
and we were talking about this, 40 to 60%. Uh, people, Different people give you different percentages, but let's say 40 to 60% of all the prisoners in our jail system in this country are illegal aliens. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you think about that and then you think about how um, all the activists, all the leftists always talk about how it's it's all black people. It's all racism. The cops are shooting the wrong, you know, innocent people and putting them in jail. When we look at the reality of who's in jail, 40 to 60 percent are illegal aliens right. who have come here and committed crimes. Jonathan, I don't want to pivot. I want to talk about fake news, but I also think fake news. I want to talk about what created fake news. I think fake news is a product of this past election and the Democrats and the media that's been in the tank for the Democrats and for Hillary, they haven't looked in the mirror. They haven't figured out why they lost. They blamed it on the recounts. Now they're blaming it on Russia. There's zero evidence, zero evidence that Russia interfered in our election. Zero. So here, this is why I'm glad that you said the way you did, because you, you've never been in the federal government. You've never been in law enforcement. You've never been around uh, propaganda and seen the way that propaganda and intel is used. So your outlook that you just gave, I don't disagree with you. I think that there's a lot of people in the media that, in fact, have not looked in the mirror and don't see it. But And there's a lot of these people who follow what they see in the media. But here's the truth, and I'll break this down real quick, is that there is an unholy alliance, a family tree that includes the media, but it starts with politicians and the establishments. It includes big money donors. There's people in this country that can sway the thought process of a, a professional politician, not by saying we think this is right, but by saying we're going to support your campaign with $10 million. Soros? Right, or yeah, Soros, and people like this. So <clears throat> so there's the, the politicians and the establishments. There's the big money brokers. There's the media. And the media is the propaganda arm of these private companies, basically, these two different political parties. And on the left, they own the majority of those propaganda sites called mainstream media. And so what they put out, it emboldens the narrative. It emboldens the activist. And it, it, it emboldens what people believe that just refuse to accept the truth on something. So instead of investigating something like Russia, it sounds like we should be investigating something called the deep state, which is what right. I think you sort of just tipped onto. Right. I mean, this this is pretty scary that we live in, in 2017 and we have the shadow government, the media taking down a president. And and he hasn't been in office for more than a month. Right. So I'm going to. Yes. And the shadow government is definitely we're going to continue in this conversation about the shadow government. But that is definitely something that is. um it's it's absolutely real. And what people and that's what I was talking about earlier in the first part of this show was this swamp that Donald Trump uh, went to Washington, D.C. to drain. I don't know if the if the people that a lot of the people that he's bringing in there understand the depth of the swamp. I wrote an article for The Daily Caller. I, I put it on Twitter and it's on Facebook and you can find it. Uh, you can also go to The Daily Caller and look my name up. What it talks about is the immigration issue and how. When people come over from other countries, there's no there's no standardized screening process, right? And there's also no standardized way of taking people's fingerprints, someplace they don't even get fingerprint until they get here, or their data and running it through the Department of Defense databases. 
when somebody is caught in uh, the Middle East, for instance, and by uh, our our operators over there, our military operators, they uh, have their fingerprints and their all their information taken. It goes into a Department of Defense database. Those people do whatever they get interrogated. Maybe they go to jail for a while. They get out. Several years later, they want to come to America because uh, we're taking refugees like crazy. They make their way to wherever it is. They get over here. They get fingerprinted and information taken, personal information taken by immigrations, but it's still not ran through the the DOD databases. So now we have people where there's hundreds of investigations going on because 12, 14 years later, now they're getting ran through the DOD database because they're going to get benefits or try to become an American citizen. And so that is that is part of that swamp. There's people that know that this exists and they won't fix it because they have this this belief that we shouldn't have borders and people should be able to come in here and well that that's sort of this push of multiculturalism and globalism and and all just open borders um but you know the president has been has been very consistent that we need to protect our borders we need to we need to have legal immigration this is a country that was founded by immigrants mm-hmm. but legal immigrants and they come legally and it you finally have a president that comes in and and is delivering on the promises that he that he said he would do, and and it's just this this media has is just is an impediment to everything that this country wants and and to protect itself. And when you think back to the last eight years with President Obama having the media literally in his back pocket, um, you you can just think about how hard this job is for President Trump and 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 what he has what he has to do to get get what he wants enacted, especially when he's never been a part of this system system before right i mean it's it's quite unbelievable what he's even been able to do so far i mean that's why i was discussing that with the caller before you can't say that he's not a leader when he's led himself straight and everybody else straight into the white house that has this this vision let let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll continue this discussion we're going to get into a little bit more about this shadow government and what everybody keeps talking about from my perspective and i'm going to get your take on this sure. uh, Jason. So joining me in studio is Jason Meister. You can find him on Twitter. Where at? At Jason underscore Meister. And you can find me, Jay Gilliam underscore Seal. I'm reading your tweets. Amazing. And also on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. And joining the discussion every night, 9 p.m. on Facebook Live, Jonathan T. Gilliam. You, I, I am there having the conversation with you all during the entire show. And don't forget, 800 941 7326. I'll be getting your phone calls here shortly. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Call in number is 800 941 7326. And you can find me on Twitter. I know people get tired of me saying this, but listen, this is a one shot deal for me every now and then. So I got to get it in your head how you can contact me. And that's J Gilliam underscore seal. And on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. I do have a website, jonathantgilliam.com. All that stuff kind of links together. And then I do a Facebook Live show every night. I do it live, produce the whole thing myself, and um, have uh, really kind of figured out that the stage is not necessarily for me. I put the show on every night, but it's really for you all to come and take part in the dialogue, kind of like what I'm doing right here as we um, as we go, as, go through the show and I keep checking my Twitter feed. So, again, joining me in studio uh, is my good buddy, Jason, uh, Jason Meister. What is that? 
what is that uh, nationality? German. It's German. That's what I figured. And uh, so he's joining me. He's a, a real estate mogul. <laughs> I like saying that. And a, a, a former Trump surrogate. And we were just talking. Now, I played some clips before we left there. And you actually had a question for me, which was about these clips about Ashton Kutcher and uh, and then when I was talking about the John McCain thing, and you were asking me how this connects back to the deep state, to the deep state, and th- and it, that's exactly what I wanted everybody to be asking when we come back because the reality is, he's a board member on the McCain Institute. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy who's believes and preaches. Doesn't just believe. He goes out and preaches this um, this ideology of some kind of weird thought process of the Constitution that it ensures our freedom to be happy, which there's nothing in the Constitution that says you're going to be, as an American, you are insured happiness. You're insured freedom, and you can go out and find happiness and be the best you can be. You can also be you know, the laziest you, you want to be in complete failure. And so whatever, it, it allows you to do that. But he also talked about how globally that America should also – um, go out and what was the word he put? Bestow uh, this happiness on the rest of the world, right? That's the way a lot of these people believe. The fact that he's in uh, a board member on the McCain Institute shows you that it goes across party lines in the establishment. It shows that uh, the mentality that so many of the people that are in government, you got to remember, for 24 years, eight years of Clinton, eight years of Bush, eight years of Obama. I threw Bush in there because Bush didn't get rid of any of these people that came into office during the Clinton era. The standards of service went down. You didn't have to do as much. They started recruiting people based on their color, based on their ethnicity, um, based on their gender, and in large part uh, in the Obama administration based on their sexuality. And so they recruit these people in there, not who's effective. They base the recruitment on these numbers that they need. They get those people in there. A lot of them have this ideology of, freedom of happiness, and we should do these things globally. And Why so, stop at the globe? Why not go to the whole solar system? The universe, yeah. So we can bring happiness. I think that's why this, Aliens big, this, story, Mars. Is, this story is so big about these exoplanets that we're, we're never going to get to. And, and, and so the way this goes back to the deep, um, deep, dark, secretive you know, government that everybody's talking about, um, the, the puppet government or whatever you want to call it, um, shadow government, is the fact that for 24 years people have been put into or been joining the government, the standards have been go- have gone down, and the ideology of liberalism has increased. At the same time, political appointees were entrenched and never left. Generals rose to power from the time of Clinton's uh, term to now, and those are the generals, by and large, that are advising our current president. So these things are so entrenched that people will, instead of looking at, does this follow the Constitution? Is this American? Are we putting America first? I don't know why it's so, they keep using this word of nationalistic. Why can't you love your country? It's not like Germany. That was yeah. that in, in World War II. I agree. War II. Res- respectful nationalism is a good thing. Yeah. America first is not a bad thing. But now you understand how this whole thing it gets entrenched. It's very similar to these different... Um, sanctuary cities, if you continue to allow people in there that shouldn't be in there, eventually the whole ideology in that city is going to change. Right. And I think, Jonathan, that that's exactly right. And I think what this deep state is, is not a new thing. And what, no. what is a new thing 
is the year of 2016, in a lot of respects, is the beginning of what I think is a global revolution. Yeah. I mean, Brexit, you had Trump, um, you have Italy referendum. Mm -hmm. It's happening all over the globe, and the deep state is freaking out. Um, and what they did with Flynn, and, and we were talking about this during the during the break, but I think Flynn took a bullet, okay, from this deep state. The deep state, uh, uh, these U.S. intel operatives motivated by an anti-Trump agenda, the part of the so-called deep state, engaged in illegal surveillance, which was followed by criminal, partial and subversive leaking by deep state operatives at the De Department of Justice designed to spawn supported by nothing but baseless innuendo, a conspiracy theory, that the president had collaborated with Russia. And, and I think this Russia thing is a complete ruse. Well, I wrote, a, you know, I, I write articles and then uh, I, I send them to the different, uh, whether it be the Daily Caller or IJ Review, and usually their opinion articles is what they're published as. But I wrote one a while back and I, I pulled it. I was going to submit it, and I pulled it back uh, because I wanted to wait for a few more details. I can't make that mistake anymore because the news cycle changes so fast. But this was about how everything, it's all things Russian. It's always, this is going to be the case right. for, for the rest of, it, at least for the rest of it's, the year. It's the narrative that they tested, uh, this Soros deep state narrative that they tested, and it was, and they think it's working. And they think they're going to have a monopoly on truth. And they're going to put this out there into the into the world, and the sheep are going to follow. But the problem is, like we were talking about in the last segment, mm -hmm. social media allows that to be thrown in the garbage right. for where it belongs. Because we we can now see the fake news. It's very obvious when it's fake. And they have a monopoly on perception. That's the, the reality of this. They don't have a monopoly on truth. But I, you know, I'm from Arkansas, and I've explained this perception, on my show. Right. The experts uh, every night, 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. And and so I want to say here, this is a redneck explanation, or, or really hillbilly, because I'm from uh, Arkansas up in the, in the Ozarks. The, the truth is like a chrome bumper, right? You know, when the sun shines down upon it and God's glory hits it, it just shines like crazy. But it, it can get muddied up, and people can bury a hole and put it in that hole. But the interesting, and that's what the mainstream media does. They either let you see part of it, or they bury it completely. But the interesting thing about the truth is... Human beings are attracted to shiny objects, and the truth is a big, shiny object. Right. And once they see a little bit of it, people want to see more. And if you're walking through, maybe, you know, there'll be, you know, walking down this road, this dirt road, there may be 10, 15,000 people walk by this thing and never see it. But one day it rains and a little bit of that chrome sparks out, and somebody's going to notice that and pull it out, and they're going to show it to the rest of the world. And that is the truth. That is the reality of what's happening now. You brought this up earlier with mainstream, uh, with uh, excuse me, with um, uh, all these different apps like Twitter and social media. Is that yes, they are compounding that narrative and putting more dirt over the truth. But at the same time, you got you know you got feisty little conservatives on the right that are digging that truth out constantly, constantly, constantly. So I think that I think that what what I'm and. This, this deep state conversation is is we can go on all day, um, but I I think that the media, the liberal mainstream media, for for the most part, has really tried to take down this this revolution and they failed miserably. And now as a result, they're they're sort of acting out. And um, for example, I was reading, 
I was in the gym. Uh, actually, I go, I work out in Equinox, and they have they give you a Times Digest. They don't give you any other newspaper. So I'm I'm reading. I'm sitting there. The front cover of the Times is an op ed from the front from the front cover to the end. It's right. a it's a freaking op ed. The whole thing is an op ed. They think the media thinks that, that their opinion. job is not to report news, but to but to literally give you a perception and feed you what they want you to believe. Right. And 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 that's what they're doing with this Russia and all this other stuff. And that's where the stuff with Russia is so convenient for them because you, you're not going to prove it. Like the the guy uh, that was a um, some former officer that did, did that uh, thing. It was a, a big thing. It's so crazy how fast this goes by. But they did the, the the leaks and the stuff about Trump supposedly having some kind of thing with prostitutes over in Russia. Right? It was proved absolutely stupid and not right. true. But th- there was no way to truly back check that. And I've been saying. Since the DNC was hacked, not uh, Podesta, but the DNC, I thought that the DNC, and this was before they started using the whole Russia thing, I thought that with Hillary Clinton's connections as Secretary of State, it would have been very easy for her to get in their pockets, in the DNC pockets, um, Russian operatives, Mm. and then have themselves hacked so they could use this excuse later on. A lot of people are like, eh, that's kind of crazy, you know, that's kind of conspiracy theory. But now, if you think about it, the fact that they keep using this stuff over and over again, they obviously can create news because I think they have access to people who are or were uh, intelligence operatives in Russia. And they can create literally create from Russia, create news. Right. I mean, look at this Project Veritas um this came out yesterday with CNN, right. and and they had these inside tapes, and you can see the producers of these shows saying that it's our job to put out this perception of Russia and and to put out this message so that the American people, you know, believe this stuff. It's it's I mean it's it's really a threat to the, our democracy. Yeah, it, exactly right because the people we're going against they're the Marxists, and we haven't talked about this. I'm. You know, I, I'm not a full expert in the Red-Green Alliance. I'm studying this. I'm learning about it. Uh, I highly recommend that people go and research the Red-Green Alliance, which is the Marxists and the Islamic fundamentalists, like the Muslim Brotherhood, that have intertwined themselves. And by and large, the Muslim Brotherhood has gotten themselves deep into our, our government, and people don't realize this. It's this another thing. That's why it's so politically incorrect to point out anything about Islam, and uh, the and it's not radical. We we have to. I've been saying this forever. We have to get away from the the word radical Islam. There are Islamists and there are jihadists. Right. It's fundamental. Well, and we have to start looking at it that way. Jonathan, this is a very important point. I was talking about this the other day with someone. You know, people bring up that there's there's a lot of peaceful Islamists, peaceful Muslims. Yeah. And 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 that's true. The majority are peaceful people, but they're irrelevant because what what it took 19 hijackers mm-hmm. to take down the Twin Towers mm-hmm. and bring America's to its knees and kill 3000 innocent people and attack the Pentagon. So we need to worry about those people. That's what we should be talking about. Not the not the peaceful people like in Germany during World War Two. The majority of Germans were peaceful people, but right. the Nazis we're killing, we're killing people, so millions here, of people. So again, here's here, this is where I do have somewhat uh, of uh, an insight into. Dr. Stanley Milgram did a study on exactly what you just said. Uh, he wanted to find out why the Germans would, by and large, follow or support what was happening in Germany. And this is in 1969 he did this. 
And it's uh, I, I don't have time to go through the whole experiment, but basically he took volunteers from Harvard and he uh, would have the volunteers sit in front of a control board and he would have an actor in, a, in another room. And he would he had his lab coat on and he would put pressure on this volunteer and he would say, when the person in the other room, I'm going to ask him a series of questions. When they get the question wrong, you're to initiate a shock. Mm. And every time they get a subsequent question wrong, you increase the shock. Mm-hmm. And these people would go uh, well over 50 percent of these people would take this person to death because the uh, the instructor would protest and push them and pressure them. But what he found the most remarkable thing was that when he removed them and he put another volunteer in the control panel, uh, excuse me, actor in the control panel and the volunteer stood to the left and he said, when that person gets the question wrong, I'm going to tell you volunteer to tell that person to shock them. It went up to 80 to 90 percent of the people that would support this person that was doing the shocking. And that's what's the problem when it comes to Islam. That's the problem with the people inside the government that are supporting the Marxist left. So I'll tell you what, we got to we got to take a break. Just stay with me for the rest of the hour. 800-941-7326. You can find me on Twitter, jgilliam underscore seal, and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. And my good buddy, Jason Meister, you can find him on Twitter. It's at Jason underscore Meister, M-E-I-S-T-E-R. We'll be right back. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. Man, this has been a spectacular show so far. We've talked about the reality of government and the establishments and the two private organizations called the Republican and the Democratic Party that run our government and pretty much monopolize our entire government and uh, how you, the people, are the establishment. That's what is so great about what is going on in this country right now on the right is that we are the last great hope for this country, but we have to unite. You see the the unity on the left, and it's an unholy unity. Unholy unity, most people don't even realize that they're organized with the Muslim Brotherhood, with Marxists. They don't even realize that. They have some kind of, I don't know, some kind of dreamy fascination with happiness and thinking that it's a constitutional right and that we should bestow it, as Ashton Kutcher said, bestow the, the right of happiness amongst other people in around the world. Hogwash, that's what that's called. So next, coming up now with me, been looking forward to this since we since we got these two booked together. Uh, uh, one of my favorites on television, General Thomas uh, McInerney, he is, uh, a, a, I just think, one of the best uh, analysts that you see in the news. Uh, and also Scott Eulinger, who is a former operations officer from uh, the CIA, and he was the station chief just outside of Russia, in, a, in an area outside of Russia. This is what I'm talking about, folks. This is the type of analysis that you all need to hear um, from people who are proven to be looking for truth and not a narrative. So I can't thank you both for coming on with me. Thanks a lot, there, John. You got it. So I want to, you know, I've been talking... Uh, earlier and all uh, pretty much for the first two hours of this show about in a roundabout way about this shadow government and it sounded conspiratorial at first for a lot of people but the way I explained it and I know Scott you and I have talked about this before for the past 24 years eight years of Clinton eight years of Bush eight years of Barack Obama these people have been entrenched as the standards were lowered 
to get into the government and into the military and the political appointees and the uh, people of the liberal ideology entrench themselves in the position so that they could grow and check the boxes to get to the top. That's the real swamp. And and I want to start off with you, General. I, I'm very critical of generals that are in the DOD right now, and I don't hide that at all, because the fact that they came up through the Clinton and Obama, Clinton, Bush, and Obama era. And I have to take them with a grain of salt until I can trust them. Am I wrong for that? Well, that's a very difficult question to ask in a short period of time. I came up through uh, Ronald Reagan made me a general officer, and we had an entirely different attitude. But what I'm troubled on, particularly on the uh, Obama administration, the, the eight years there, they would not identify the threat, Jonathan. Right. They called it violent extremism rather than radical Islam. And they would not prosecute the war the way it should be. Now, I'm, I'm harsh on our guys that have had to fight over there, but they fought with handcuffs. I remind people, as a lieutenant in my first tour in Vietnam as a Ford Air Controller, uh, I made the decisions on all the targets we had. I didn't go back to ask a captain, a colonel, or a general. I made those decisions. Mm-hmm. In the three other tours that I flew, I'm in fighters, I made those decisions. I didn't have somebody telling me whether I could do it. So the the legal system, I think, is that has been put in to want zero uh, civilian casualties, zero collateral damage, is, I, I believe, taken a big toll on their thinking, because that's the only way they think they can do, that they've got to have a, a senior person making a decision for them. No, we delegate responsibility to the warfighters. And, and that's, I think, the difference that you're really referring to. Right. And that's where I keep saying uh, the, the only criticism I really have, of course, I'm not you know uh, privy to the in, inner sanctum of the White House, but from the outside view, what I don't see is real operators advising. I see... Some of these people that are at high levels, well, I see a lot of people that are high levels that have been political appointees before that are politicians or generals or admirals that, uh, and I haven't been correctly vetted in my eyes of being true seekers or people that are operationally minded. And uh, that, that to me is a little worrisome because it's the continuation of these high level uh, politicians, really. And so let me ask Scott this real quick. Sure. Um, so you've you've dealt and and it sounds like I'm kind of twisting and turning here, but I'm gonna put it all together. You've dealt with you've dealt in the CIA with propaganda. You know what propaganda is, and you sure. know how spies and intel agencies utilize uh, sources and propaganda to create stories. One of the things that we've been talking about today and is constantly in the news is how fake news isn't necessarily a fake story. It can be the truth but only a portion of it mixed with uh, a kind of an overabundance of hysteria. And That's right. Can you explain that to the American people, that how yeah. intel agencies or propagandists like the mainstream media utilize these things? Yeah, there's no question that you're right, John. Um, the best lies always have a grain of truth in them. And so, um, you know, I've seen throughout my career, certainly looking back at, uh, you know, Russians are masters of propaganda, and they always followed that. They always followed that rule when they were um, forming their own propaganda messages in, you know, the subjugated country of, of the subjugated countries of Eastern Europe and such. So there is always going to be some truth or the sin of or they edit, they 
they twist the perception of the truth by omitting certain facts. Actually, you have to go no, no farther than uh, what was announced today about Rance Priebus. And they mentioned that he had asked the FBI to um, basically put out a message that uh, that the administration had nothing to do with the Russians. Right. Now, that is true in and of itself. But what they forgot, what they did not um, discuss, and what was widely discussed um, um, on the Internet uh, today, was that the FBI had approached Priebus to state that they had not found any ties with the administration to Russia. And so then Priebus very naturally asked the FBI, well, if that is the case, can you please go out and publicize to the American people like the results of your investigation? But see, the press only reported the fact that he asked them to do that, which implied, which didn't imply that they were innocent of anything, just that Priebus was trying to, you know, put his thumb on the scale. And see, so that was an example of like a blatant lie, but it was with the select use of some actual facts. And what bothers me tremendously about that is the fact that this name McCabe came up again in this and Deputy Director McCabe is the same guy from the FBI whose wife was being investigated before because of political ties with the Clintons. He was removed and put in charge of the Clinton investigation, which doesn't make any sense to me. So he's another one of these deputy directors that came up um, under either the previous or under the previous administration and uh, and goes back to uh, what I was saying, where these people come up through the ranks, General and uh, and where Scott's talking about the use of this propaganda, now we're starting to see the collusion of these different uh, groups, of these different level people. And and why isn't the FBI just doing their job? Why are they saying, "Hey, this is the way it is"? And when they turn around and say, "Can you can you go ahead and inform the people about it?" They say, "No." How did that get to the press? That's a great question. Look, the fact is, is they're moles like McCabe. There are a bunch of them in the intel community, et cetera, that pull a trick on Mike Flynn. And these trap doors were left by the Obama administration. The Obama administration, Jonathan, is the worst I have seen in all my years for doing things that are really betraying the national security interests of the nation. They left deliberate trap doors. And uh, it's going to take a while for uh, the Trump administration to get rid of them, but they better get rid of them, mm-hmm. and they've got to do it quick. And what you're really inferring is, yes, uh, when you get to three and four-star generals, they are decided through a political process, and that this particular last eight years, this political process has put people in jobs that, that we have to look at very closely, and people like McCabe, that are in those jobs where there was clear evidence that is he was contributing to his wife who was a Democrat and uh, where his leanings are. So that's, I, I share your concern for it. And I think it's very important that the Trump administration get a handle on it. And how would you, if you were in, and I'm saying if you were president, but if you were put in charge as a general and you came in somewhere, um, how, how do you go about getting rid of these people there's certain people of political appointees there's deputy directors could you ask them to retire and then what about changing uh, the the internal structure because what i've seen when it comes to especially the bureau when i was in the fbi if you hammer somebody for doing something wrong there's the rest of the people are going to go i'm not going to do that because i'll get you know i'll lose my career 
But how would you clean that up, sir? Well, I would I would look at it and I would do some in-house intel, and I would look at their career progression, and I'd discuss, uh, and, and I, w- I would say the last eight years, I'd look at my key leaders, who they are, and I would weed them out. I'd ask them to retire uh, or have other ways of getting rid of them. And, uh, and particularly the FBI has become very politicized, which is a great disappointment to us all. But uh, in those, as well as the intel, DNI, uh, CIA, really has become politicized. And so you have to go back and look at that, look at it very closely, and then put your men in, your people in. And, and if you put the right leader in, he'll put the right people in, Jonathan. I couldn't have said it better myself, and I really hope somebody from the Trump administration is hearing this because they need the advice of uh, of the reality of this. And that's what I was, was going to ask you. I got about a minute left, uh, Scott, or actually two minutes. When it comes to listening to what I call, you know, the operators on the ground or the subject matter experts, that's not typical in government. They would rather hear somebody who is a lawyer tell them what to do than somebody who's a subject matter expert. What is it? What is it like when you're working in the agency or in anywhere else in government? I know the answer to this question, and, I'm, and that's why I'm smiling while I ask you this. <laughs> what is it like for you as an operator when you know the truth and they are the, the heads or the political entities are not listening to you? Right. It can be. It can be a very. It can be a very frustrating thing. However, a professional is a professional. Like, for example, you know, when I was when I was a station chief overseas for four years, right next to Russia, dealing with the Russians on an everyday basis. The when I was frustrated by, for instance, the you know Clinton's disastrous reset with Russia, I knew it was a disaster from the moment I heard about it. Anyone who knows Russia knew it was going to be a disaster. But. I continued doing my job as best I could for the you know, national security of my country. I didn't begin by starting to leak information that I thought would embarrass Clinton, Clinton because I disagreed with her decision or her decision process. I remained a professional. And unfortunately, we're not seeing a lot of this. We're seeing constant leaks. Today, today the, uh, there was a leak out of the State Department about a memo they just put out about how to control leaks. So, you know, they've, wow. got, they've got some big problems that need to be addressed. And perhaps one solution would be to put some more people who, with proven loyalty to Mr. Trump, proven loyalty to the country, who have operational or, you know, work-a-day experience in the respective agencies, right. who are willing to stand up for what's right and, you know, start clamping down on these leakers. Because I think, you know, these leakers, uh, despite some people saying – to the contrary, I believe most of it is politically motivated. There really can be no other explanation because right. it's, it's totally unprofessional. Got to run, gentlemen. Uh, General, thank you very, very much. General McInerney for coming on. Scott uh, Ulinger, I can't thank you all enough. I'm going to put out your information how people can get in touch with you on Twitter and such, but right. thank you guys very much. Uh, it means a lot to me. Thanks, Jonathan. You got it, Thanks sir. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. You got it, Scott. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. You can find me on Twitter at jgilliam underscore seal and on Facebook at Jonathan T. Gilliam. And don't forget the call-in number is 800-941-7326. I'll be right back and take some of your calls. We know you never want to miss the Sean Hannity Show. And now you never have to. Just sign up for Hannity Headlines. 
A bite-sized version of the show that you can take with you on your laptop, your mobile phone, everywhere you go, even to your liberal in-laws place in Vermont. So, um, yeah. And after a few hours of that, you'll be glad you brought Sean along. To sign up today for Hannity Headlines, go to Hannity.com. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity on the Sean Hannity Radio Show. And again, if you're just tuning in, I hope you were here for the entire show. Those of you who don't know who I am, I uh, am a former Navy SEAL, Federal Air Marshal, security contractor, and FBI special agent here in New York, both on the criminal and counterterrorism sides of the house. And uh, I host a show called The Experts on Facebook Live. You can find that at uh, on Facebook on Jonathan T. Gilliam. It's 9 p.m. every night, Eastern Standard Time. And I'm also a SiriusXM Patriot Channel fill-in host for David Webb and Andrew Wilkow and Sean Hannity, of course, over here. So we've been talking about all day uh, for this entire show about the reality of the Democratic and Republican parties, that they are private organizations, that they monopolize every single seat of government in the United States, city, state, and federal that uh, every judge that you know is pledged to one side or the other, and that the establishments and the machines that make these parties run um, aren't necessarily people who have your best interest at heart, especially if you're on the left. On the right, as I spoke, uh, speak to different GOP groups like uh, uh, incredible guy Jim Stone, who's the president of the Green Valley GOP um, group in uh, Tucson, just outside of Tucson, Arizona, spoke to them and i'll be this uh saturday at the washoe county republican party event uh in reno nevada the message that i'm bringing out to these individuals and they're very receptive is the fact that the republican party in the reality of conservatism it has the word serve in the middle of it and that it's it's time that and i think this train got rolling last year with uh president trump it's time for the people to take over the Republican party and become the establishment. So I thought, you know, when I was talking to Lauren setting up this uh, show today, uh, it was very important for me to bring somebody on that knows the reality of this shadow government that we've talked about and not the conspiracy theorist part of it, but the reality Sheriff Joe Arpaio, I think is probably one of the people who know more about the legal system and the court system and how over over 24 years these judges have become more and more liberal to the point where they're skewing the Constitution and what is actually correct, like Ashton Kircher when we had him on earlier saying that there's a uh, we have the freedom of happiness when there's no such constitutional right for happiness. And Joe Arpaio has done... He's a real was a warrior out in Arizona, really trying to make big differences and was constantly being challenged by the court system and by politicians. And also joining me right now is Steve Ronenbeck. He's the father of a a 21 year old uh, young man, Grant Ronenbeck, who was shot and murdered by an illegal uh, immigrant uh, in Arizona. And that was in uh, January 22nd, 2015. And it's very similar when I was when I was looking at this, uh, Steve, when I was looking at this story, unfortunately, that was in 2015. There was just another story in Denver that's eerily similar to this story right here. Oh, absolutely. It, it's uh, 
you know, it. These judges are 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 doing exactly what you said. They're skewing the Constitution um, under the Fourth Amendment to uh, to twist it to give these illegal immigrant criminals rights under the Constitution. Well, let's be honest. They came here illegally. They committed a felony, and then they want protection under the Constitution when they're not American citizens. I can't go to Mexico and cross illegally into Mexico and be expected to be protected under the Mexican Constitution after I've crossed their borders illegally. Right. What makes them think they can do that here? And, and Sheriff, Sheriff Joe, uh, first off, first time we've ever talked. It's uh, an honor for me to uh, be able to interview. I'm a huge supporter of yours. What, what is your experience? And, and please explain to the people the reality of this whole thing. Well, first of all, John, I want to thank you for your dedicated service. Yes, sir. Uh, all those years. And, uh, uh, boy, do we have 50 hours of talk? I'm going to have to <laughs> condense it. I, uh, I, I can't say too much about the judges. I would love to say about especially one. Uh, but they got me in uh, court on a misdemeanor, sending the Army after me, the FBI agents. You know, we got all this terrorism. you got FBI agents. Uh, in the Department of Justice under Obama, investigating me uh, for alleged uh, uh, racial profiling or, or uh, whatever. So I, I got to be a little careful. But boy, one day I'll talk. Uh, but uh, as far as the illegal immigration, you know, I was a regional director in Mexico, South America, Texas. I can go on and on with my background. So I understand Mexico very well, having lived there and worked there. So we do have a big problem on the illegal immigration. But we also have a problem on drug trafficking. All the drugs are coming into our country from Mexico. The majority is. we got a two-pronged attack that we have to follow through on. And, uh, you know, I was with President Trump from day one. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank God that he is the president. Believe me, I just can't understand or, or I just can't imagine what would happen to this country if he wasn't the president. So he's got his programs, his policies on uh, illegal immigration, and uh, I think he's proven so far he's going to follow through on his campaign message. So it's very important for the president, when the president speaks, at least the uh, federal bureaucracy falls in line, and I think the people of this country are falling in line about this illegal immigration problem. I've had, uh, just before I left office, uh, I completed a, a study, and I showed that 10,000 people in the jails that I run turned over to ICE. 39% have come back to the same jails that I was running. 39%. Think of that. 39% coming back to the same jail. So these people that are releasing these illegal immigrants on the streets, and I'm talking about government officials just look at the havoc that's causing our nation letting these guys on the street and they keep coming back they ought to go directly deported back to where they came from so that's how you solve one of the problems the other problem 287g is a problem because they took that away from me we had the largest 287g where you cooperate with ice away the president wants to reinstitute that, and that's great because the federal government can't do it on their own. They need help from local, state, 
law enforcement? Why not bring them back into the fight right. to fight the illegal immigration uh, problem that we have? So there's good things in the horizon that's making me uh, very optimistic. Let me let me ask uh, Steve something real quick. We only got about, unfortunately, this goes really fast here. We only got about uh, two minute and a half left. You have a foundation, the Grant Ronenbeck Foundation dot org. It's how people can find it. Um, in your experience after this happened, what was uh, the outreach of uh, law enforcement and of politicians and uh, people in general? Um, as far as understanding goes of what happened with your son, I mean, was there, was it to them just another murder or did they understand the fact that, and do they understand the fact that it was done by somebody who was here illegally? Well, and, and I'll be honest, uh, Sheriff Joe was, uh, one of the first, uh, to acknowledge it. And, and again, Joe, thank you for that. Um, Sheriff Paul Babu, um, Congressman Matt Salmon, State Senator Steve Smith, we had we had a lot of politicians and law enforcement that, that contacted us. Um, in fact, City of Mesa, um, when Grant was killed, the City of Mesa Police Department had actually called us and said, "Hey, we'd like to provide you with the escort for the funeral procession." So City of Mesa stepped in for us just to show their support, and because they knew what had happened, and they knew how preventable it was. Um, and again, Sheriff Joe and, and I have talked several times, and, and he's been a great ally and a, and a great advocate and for, for what we're trying to do. Let me just say this. I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut this a little short. Um, Sheriff uh, Joe, I, I just want to, you know, I want to take the remaining seconds here to tell everybody that uh, my opinion on you as an operator, as a warrior for justice and what's right, uh, I'm behind you. And I, I really hope that all this stuff goes away so we can hear your voice to the extent it needs to be heard more. And, Steve, uh, God bless you uh, for being the father in this situation. I can't imagine what you've been through, but you keep fighting the good fight. And, gentlemen, uh, I salute both of you. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your service. You got Thank it. you, Steve. This is Jonathan Gillum filling in for Sean Hannity. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and there's so much happening around our country. Crimes happening in your own backyard. Listen to the story of Bob Brayton. Now, Bob was at home when an intruder physically forced his way inside. Now, luckily, Bob was able to grab his burner, and he used it to backpedal the man right outside and off of his property. Now, it's legal in all 50 states. No background checks required. They ship it right to your door. Go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. And if you do that now, you get an exclusive 10% discount. Hey, as spring unfolds, the warmer breezes, guess what? It is time to embrace the comfort of your own backyard. And I have found a game changer for your home oasis. It's the Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, this is the ultimate two-for-one deal. You get a luxurious hot tub that meets an elite 
exercise pool that you'll love. This is not just relaxation. It is a first-class experience in the privacy of your own space. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner for up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand that I trust. That's masterspas.com. 